in this broadcast are those of the host slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. But you're back with me on another Thursday, the You Better Live radio show. It's cold as hell, and hell is raging outside, like literally. But it's cold, y'all. Are y'all happy that fall is here? And what I'm telling you is that it's so much going down, but we have to stay up. Y'all already know how I get it started on the You Better Live radio show. This show is right here is to bring it out, your news, our views, and also at the same time to encourage people to just, just live. That's right. Keep living, keep laughing, keep loving. We're going to get this show started because I got a ton of topics to bring up tonight. Oh, well, certain things that's on my mind to bring up tonight. The, state, <laughs> the topic is actually state of mind because I really want to talk about the state of mind that we are in as a people, as a city, and as a nation, you know? But y'all know how I go. You know how your girl, Chasperl, the Empress, Lady Cake Mix, get it started. First, I give all honor and glory to God. That's right. Give praises to God in all things that I do. It is because of him I have this opportunity, and I'm blessed to be here with you tonight. What they call it? Thursday is the Friday Eve, and I tell you, y'all, this week rolls and rolls and comes back so fast, but I am forever ever grateful for everyone who is joining me tonight, for everyone who is listening, for everyone who has liked, shared, and comments, and has also subscribed to my page on You Better Live. Keep rocking with the goddess. I love y'all. Come through and talk to me because you know I love to talk to you. All right, let's get it started. I mean, you know, when I go into the prayer, and like I said, I give the glory to God and all of the honor and everything. I have to do a prayer. I have to do a prayer. You know, we right here and we gather, you know, and I'm going to use this platform to continue to lift up my city, lift up my people, lift up the people that I love and just give glory to God. They said, just give it all to him because I'm telling you, y'all, I'm worried, but I'm still here. I'm still here with y'all. I'm still talking. I'm still smiling. I'm still grinding and I'm still living. That I am is a big part. The manifest to speak things into your life. Even when you are not feeling as great, I always remember life is good and God remain great. So God, I 
thank you. I thank you for bringing us to another day, oh, Father God, another Thursday, Lord, another time, oh, Father God, for me to come, oh, Father God, on this platform and share my gift, oh, Father God, with the world. I thank you, Lord. I ask you to bless everyone who is viewing, oh, Father God, everyone who is supporting me, oh, Father God. I ask you right now, oh, Father God, right now, oh, Father God, to lift up anyone, oh, Father God, that is suffering physically, mentally, oh, Father God, or emotionally, oh, Father God. It's so much, oh, Father God, going on, oh, Father God, but I continue to say week after week, oh, Father God, that I'm confident to know that you know all and you control all, God, and you see all, oh, Father God. Lift us up, oh, Father God. I pray immensely, oh, Father God. I cry out for my city, oh, Father God. All of the injustices, oh, Father God, of the systems, oh, Father God, even the injustices that we plague on ourselves as a people, oh, Father God. Bring us back, oh, Father God, to loving, oh, Father God, and to praying for one another, Lord, and to supporting one another, oh, Father God. Help us, oh, Father God, as I continue to cry, oh, Father God. We need you, oh, Father God, in a mighty, mighty way. But yet, we still come and never forgetting to thank you, oh, Father God, because it's because of you, oh, Father God, that when we go through, we get through. So, Father God, thank you. Anybody, oh, Father God, that is out there, oh, Father God, hurting, oh, Father God, even if the people don't have any issues, oh, Father God. They say to praise you in advance, oh, Father God. And I also pray in advance, oh, Father God, because you did tell us, oh, Father God, that things, oh, Father God, will happen, Lord, and we will go through things, oh, Father God. So I trust you, oh, Father God. Teach them, Lord, to lean on your understanding, oh, Father God, and continue, continue to keep us. Oh, God, if I had a million tongues, I couldn't give you all the thanks, oh, Father God, that you are worthy of. So I just thank you, Lord. Continue to keep us. Continue to watch over us, oh, Father God. Give us, oh, Father God, what we need, oh, Father God, to carry on, oh, Father God, in these troubling times. Thank you. Amen. 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 I'm telling you, when I'm doing a prayer and when I'm talking to God, I can go on and on and on and on and on. That is what keeps me. But let's get on with the show, you know, because you here and you joining me on a Thursday and you ain't come just to be sitting on here watching my pretty face. You came for your girl to give you the what's up, the what's up and let you know what's what was what. Right. So that's what we are going to do. First, I got to give shout outs. Oh, my goodness. It seemed like it's never going to be over. Scorpio season is a lot of birthdays. And I did not realize how many Scorpios I love and I adore. Today is my sister, Shalina's daughter. Yeah, Shalina was a guest on my show before um, with the Blossom Bins. Her girl, I'm always plugging her, right? Always giving her a commercial. All right, sis, you're going to have to pay for the next one. But big shout out to my little friend, Carly. Today is her birthday. I believe Carly is turning eight years old. She's such a superb young lady. Oh, Carly, many, many more. Bless you, many, many more. And yes, like I said, y'all Scorpios is Deep. I was looking on there like, oh my goodness, on social media. So many people are Scorpios. Yes. Um, shout out, birthday shout out to Waleed. Waleed Hernandez. Y'all know, y'all know him. Baltimore City, the one they say they, what do you say? They love to hate and hate to love, but I love him because he always showing me love. So shout out to him. I also want to give a birthday shout out in remembrance to my brother, my sister, Jermaine Brunch. Yes, Lemon, Lemonhead. Chow, chicken cheesecake. Where they sell it at? I know he is up in heaven reading somebody, but yes, today would have been 
my bro birthday and we miss when you down here so happy happy birthday if you look and you got a scorpio birthday shout out come on and come on with it because i'm telling you them scorpios have been i ain't gonna say crawling you know like scorpio that's my little joke but they have definitely been in the building it's so many of y'all and when by the way is scorpio season over i mean i'm just saying i'm just saying but shout out to the scorpios y'all y'all are living your life I'm appreciative to y'all and all the ones that I do know. Um, so yeah, a big shout out to the Scorpios. Y'all already know how we do once we get into this discussion. The phone lines will be open. So don't you be shy. Come on and call me. Let me know what is what. What's up? What's up? The phone number is 443-642-9403. So don't be shy. When we get to talking and I'm bringing up this stuff that is on my mind, you know your news, our news. I want you to give me a call and to talk about it. While I'm also giving these birthday shout outs, I cannot, not, not, not help the mention, you know, while we celebrate life and it's so grateful and, you know, blessing and giving those, um, them kind words to others and celebration of life and then their birthday and just knowing how essential it is to me um, to celebrate birthdays. And I hope y'all feel the same way because sometimes I feel like we kind of, celebrate the, the the deceased more than the living. So if you can, just please give whoever their flowers now. Oh yeah, another shout out. Who can I forget? Mother Sharon Knox. Yes, let me tell you, this lady, I sent her a birthday shout out. We've been kind of conversing through the inboxes and everything else like that. But as a child in the marching band land, Sharon Knox was my mother, okay? If you was in that world, you know what was going on. From her, I really gained my, my confidence. You know, I was a really insecure, chubby little girl, you know, marching, was always doing my thing, you know. And when she seen what I could do, she was like, uh-uh, don't you ever be afraid to show nobody. You do your day one thing, you know. It all started with being parade weekends. I would go to her house day tonight, and then it turned to every weekend, then it turned to summers, and then it turned to I'm leaving to go to school during the week in the county and return to the house on the weekend. So she was real, really had a profound impact in my life. So um, I say that to say, yeah, give people that flower. Some people never may know how they impacted your life or how they was a blessing in your life if you don't tell them. So I'm just saying, tell them now. Don't wait till they're gone. I know that's a lot of people's um, regrets a lot of times. Even mine's, I have some regrets of people that I love, love so much that have transitioned from this life. And I did not give them them flowers when they were here. I mean, I did, but I didn't give them as abundantly as I should or as much as I should. And that's something that I do truly regret. So while we're talking about celebrating birthdays in life, um, I'm coming back to my point. Um, that what I've been recognizing lately is that, you know, we know the inevitable. We know everyone has to transition from this life. Everybody has to die. But what I've just been noticing lately is that it's just so much death around me. So many people that I know. Um, if I don't know them personally, like I always say, it's somebody that I know that knows them. Um, and it's hard. It affects you. You know, grieving is a process that seems like it's never ending. 
you know, and all you can do is when you hear about people and, you know, when it's not you, what they say and hits home, it's just filled for them, especially if you've been there. So in a lot of situations, even where I cannot sympathize, I can certainly empathize. But when it comes to death, I can certainly sympathize. I've lost a lot of people who were dear and near to my heart. Um, and it's just crazy. It's so much death, you know. Um, every time you get on social media, every time you turn on the news, you're hearing about somebody dying. And might I say, the way and people are dying is just getting crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier. Last week on the show, I wanted to send up special prayers as we did a tribute to life show and just was mentioning some um, people who had recently lost their lives. Um, Y'all know of the activists here, No Shoot Zones, Mr. Tyree Moorhead, who was killed by the Baltimore police um, as he was allegedly assaulting a lady. Um, last Thursday, I had announced that they were doing a tribute to him in that area in which they did. Um, I asked to send out special prayers for the young lady, um, 13 years old, Kelsey Washington. Um, if any of y'all did not know by now, I sadly report um, that the young lady did transition um, from her injuries. Um, she was shot in the head, um, I believe it was last Monday, um, last Monday or Tuesday, as she was standing outside of a store on the corner of Fed and Caroline Street. Um, the alleged, yes, when I say alleged, because now they have a suspect locked up. So not alleged, because according to the investigators from the Baltimore Police Department, he was identified through videos um, on that location, as well as still, still photos. And what I was grateful to know is that the community also responded with their tips as the mother gave her plea, um, backed by our Mayor Miranda Scott, if, if what well, we always say, if you see something, say something. So Kelsey Washington, I've been seeing a lot of things shared about her. Um, the young lady was in the dance group, looked to be a very vibrant young lady. Um, I didn't know her personally, but I recall seeing her being in East Baltimore. Um, my daughter, who was involved in a girl, a, a mentoring group leading ladies by my sis, um, Lakeisha White, um, where she did a mentoring group for um, female youth as well as transgender. Um, I think that young lady participated in a dance group when they gave shows. So I remember seeing and was familiar with her. Um, my daughter, Nazar, who was 12, um, knew her. Um, just a lot of people. It's just really tragic. Um, I pray, of course, for her family and her friends. Um, it definitely is a devastating loss. I'm keeping everyone in prayer and I'm encouraging you to do the same. Um, who witnessed it? You know, I seen a little bit of the footage, a little bit of the videos, um, seeing other um, patrons of the store, kids, all ages running. Um, I know it was a very, very scary event. Um, and just to think this young lady um, in the middle of the day, this happened, you know, broad daylight. You know, we know it's getting a little darker now. Um, because of the fallback of the time or whatever. Um, but this young lady just coming out of the store, 35-year-old, um, um, Tavon Battle was arrested. He was arrested out in a home um, following the tips that came from the community out in Hartford County. Um, and he has been detained um, 
with the charges of first um, and second degree murder. Um, so kudos for the community um, to bring in some form of justice for this young lady who was an innocent bystander and killed. Um, it is a, a ongoing story. I mean, you hear about it so many times and I think that's what's really is the sad part um, that Miss Washington was not the first. And sadly, um, the way things are going and I'm looking, I don't want to speak it, but we have to face the facts and what the realities of that she won't be the last. Um, but why I say I'm confident to know that the community spoke out, that there was cameras in the area and someone could be arrested for this heinous crime is because y'all know the plague that's on our city for us with the no snitching and everything else like that. My opinion on that matter has always been this. Snitching is if I'm going to tell you to get myself out of some trouble. That's snitching. Man, you doing something together, I get caught and I bring your name up. But it is not snitching. If I'm there and I see you do something to my loved one or someone I know and I tell what I know. So kudos to whoever who called, said what you heard, what you saw or whatever else like that that led to this arrest. Because if things like that don't happen, then unfortunately we know that things, what happened will continue to happen. So this time, Ms. Washington, I recognize, and you should all recognize as citizens of Baltimore, that the next time it could be your child or it could be your family member. So if you see something, you know something, say something. Rest in peace to the beautiful Ms. Kelsey Washington. It definitely is a tragedy. You know, um, it, it just saddens me. You know, some things that just happen and they just keep on happening. It's like you be at a loss of words. And I'm a talker. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm a talker. But the great thing about me is that I only talk if I like you. I only talk if I like you. I'm one of them people too. Like I can talk your head off, but I usually talk your head off if you're in my heart. So me talking y'all head off here because y'all in my heart, y'all my supporters and everything else like that. And we want to know and we want to grow together. And this is where we come together to do those things. I mean, this is our news and it's always a blessing to be able to come forth with our views. So don't you hesitate. Hit me up in the comments. Hit me up on this phone and let's talk about it. Um, one of the other things that I want to say about that is I recognize, as I was saying, is a whole bunch of death. Just death is everywhere. Just everywhere. Just everywhere. We know it's here, but just for it to be everywhere, it seems like it's just constantly on our back. I cannot express to you the anxiety, the sadness that I feel from it. Only thing I can tell you is that I just keep praying, I keep praising, and I keep moving forward. Right there in that area on that same Tuesday, um, I believe when Miss Washington lost her life right up the street at a familiar carryout, Dino's. Everybody usually go there late night, right there in East Baltimore, right up the street from John Hopkins. Um, another person, I haven't seen the name for the day identifying that victim, but was shot and killed. Once again, broad daylight, five something. Um, well, I was getting dark, but five, four something. In the afternoon, someone up there lost their life. Um, this incident is also pushing and inciting the push for the John Hopkins um, Police Department 
if you remember before, we had talks about John Hopkins pushing to have their own police department in that area, citing that um, the Baltimore police just can't keep up, can't keep up with the crime, can't keep up with the times, and they feel like they can do it. Well, at least to protect their universities and their property that's around them. Um, I don't know how much of them having their own police department would be of an impactful, but it's definitely, you know, you know, when one thing happens, they go back to, you know, use what they can use to push their initiative to why these things are necessary to happen. Um, so I don't necessarily agree that they need their own police department, but those are the talks. And as they're talking about these tragedies that continue to happen in um, East Baltimore and around their campuses, um, this is how they are pushing to have their police department. So right there on that same day, um, the man was not um, identified, but he was killed right there in Dino's parking lot. Um, it's just sad, just like the situation um, that happened with Kelsey Washington. It's like, you're not safe anywhere. You know, um, we see these tragedies that happen in our schools. I just talked and um, shared with y'all last week about me um, checking out um, the court hearing on the Parkland shooter and how just I was disgusted and everything that was coming out. And I also just felt for the families and all the survivors and everything else like that and having to really relive um, such a tragedy, hearing all of the evidence being brought out by the, the coroners, um, by the survivors and everything else like that. Um, yes, that man shot and killed 17 people and also injured 17 on Valentine's Day, 2018. So, yes, a day that is supposed to be celebrated for love. I don't really look at it like that. Um, was basically is now played in their mind as a hateful, hateful day. And can you blame them? Can you blame them? Can you blame them? Can you blame them? Yes, yes. All this stuff going on in Baltimore City is the what's and the what's. It's the same thing that we keep on hearing. But one thing I definitely have to talk about is the death of Tim Reynolds. Now, if you follow the news, um, the attorneys who are working for the young man who is now 15 years old, Tavon Scott, Tavon Scott um, shot and killed Mr. Reynolds after he was in a confrontation um, with them um, on the intersection of Light, I forgot what the other street was, but Light Street. Um, the the attorneys Warren Brown and Jay Wendell Gordon um, have announced their um, negotiations with the Baltimore City State Attorney Office and getting this young man to plead guilty to manslaughter and also waiving this whole case back down to the juvenile system. Um, now, and I've seen a lot of attorneys speaking on why that call or that move is justified. Um, and that is their, um, I guess, in their no negotiation. But I think another, a hearing was supposed to be held today because the judge still had to decide if that would be the case. Um, so right now, you know, of course, the family is fighting for this young man to be charged as an adult. Um, they look at it as no means of self-defense um, as the defense um, is the law. Even though, you know, we have no self-defense law here, 
in the state of Maryland. I'm going to talk about that more too, because see, sometimes I, I'm going to say sometimes all the times I think out of the box um, and, and I'm woke, you know, when you woke, sometimes you never sleep. It's just crazy to me how the laws change from state to state, how I can be right here and do something, cross the line um, and, and face more time or more of a consequence or whatever else like that. It's just crazy to me. I mean, everything that for real that has been put in the hands of man, a lot of the shit, y'all, we done screwed it up. We done screwed it up. And here in Baltimore, you know, and be more, we got to be more. We got to be more and we got to be better. Um, but there's a lot of things coming out about this case, um, about Tim Reno. I'm conflicted um, and my overall opinion about it. And it's not a confliction on right or wrong, um, because it's definitely wrong for anybody to lose their life. And that means to be shot. Come on now. And I, I speak about it all the time. We see it every day. We see it every day in Baltimore City. Everybody um, just dying of violence. What's the sad thing is, is this is how um, we have come as a people to confront any disagreement, any type of confrontation that we always want to just like hurt one another. That's the, that's the saddest part. Um, but what I'm saying play out um, about this case and people always say, why are you, why do people bring it up um, about race and everything else like that? And I'm saying a lot of racial tensions. Um, I'm one of the people, once I see things go live, um, do these news stations or whatever else like that, I really pay attention to comments. Um, a lot of comments are not made based on fact. Um, we know it's always people's rights and there's opinion, um, but it's just the hurtful stuff. Um, that you see, as well as the racial stuff that you see. Like some people just comment um, based on that, based on that, just like hurtful stuff. None of it is really helpful or anything else. But yes, a whole lot of stuff is coming out. Um, they already releasing videos, um, pictures and everything else like that. Um, allegedly, if anybody don't know, I don't know how you can be living in Baltimore City and not know it. Um, it's real funny to me, too. Like, I know the young man um, was down there squeegeeing, which they classify as a squeegee boy. Um, but it's just crazy how they they had these play on words and they just stick to that one thing. And I don't know. They just, I don't know, y'all. Like I said, there be so much going on. You be at a loss for words, though. And you just really be like, y'all know how I run it. Like, what in the what? Um, but Mr. Reynolds. Um, got into a confrontation with a group of kids that were squeegeeing at that intersection. I believe it was Light and Conway Street, um, as I juggle my um, recollection. Um, on that day, he got into a confrontation. All of the video and the surveillance that they are releasing is not sound. Um, so a lot of the opinions that are being shared are speculations. Um, but the defense is also bringing up things that they have witnesses. Um, to these accounts. So Mr. Reynolds allegedly got into this confrontation, crossed eight lanes of traffic on Light Street to confront this group of juveniles with a bat. Um, now, on the defense side, they're saying that he actually struck someone, um, but the family, through their um, representative, who was Daryl Raja, um, at first I was seeing them being noted as the representative, but I believe now 
Um, he is working as the attorney um, for the family pro bono um, and helping them uh, with this case. Um, so Mr. Reynolds allegedly crossed eight lanes of traffic to confront this group of squeegee boys. Um, they are saying that he did not hit anyone with the bat, but witnesses are saying that he did um, actually strike someone um, as well as make threats of he would kill them or everything. Allegedly, allegedly, we have to say that because again, um, it's no um, sound on the video, but the defense is now putting out there that they have witnesses um, that give the accounts of the event and what happened. Um, what the family is saying is that Mr. Reynolds was actually leaving the confrontation when his life was actually taken. Um, I believe he was shot four times. Um, three of those shots, the family is alleging, through the autopsy were in his back. Um, prior to him being shot, um, he was hit in the head um, with a brick, um, began to, I guess, fall. And that's when the young man, Mr. Tavon Scott, allegedly put on a mask and approached him, the farthest from him, and shot him. Um, so, yes, that's what's on the table. They're trying to get this case way back down to the juvenile system so this young man does not spend the rest of his life in jail, um, but rather have some form of rehabilitation in the juvenile system or juvenile system that is there to provide services um, for young men and young women who are considered delinquent and do crimes um, and are juveniles. Um, so what do y'all think? I mean, do you think it's just to wave this case back down to the juvenile side? Um, what the points I were making for is why I am conflicted um, is because, like I said, I don't agree for anyone to be to be killed. Anybody, regardless of what, I think that's a very tragic way to die in that manner, regardless of what. Um, and I also do not say that the young man isn't wrong for what he did. I have questions why we have a gun down there if he was just down there, you know, to squeegee. Um, I heard some good things about. Um, that's been presented about the young man is that he was in um, summer school. He had an entrepreneur spirit. Um, he actually was squeegeeing to save up for his birthday party because when this incident happened, he was actually 14 years old and learned it later turned 15. Um, so it's some good things being shared, I guess, about his character and his personality. Um, rightfully so, the same over on Tim Reynolds. Um, but what saddens me is that a lot of people are just speaking from the point of racial, um, this being a white man, this being a black kid, this being a squeegee kid, um, was doing something already that was illegal, panhandling, um, had a gun on him and that forth or, you know, that nation. Yo, I swear to goodness, it just has me um, at a loss of words. I was watching the live do Fox. 45 and just some of the comments um even still if you felt a, a certain way or whatever but to call this kid an animal um even on the family side to suggest that they are um I guess racist in some way because he was a white man I don't know them personally either but I know um 
of the system, some connections with she and, you know, Black people in the community. So I don't see that. I don't get that. But that doesn't mean that if the sister wasn't like that, then the man wasn't like I don't know. Um, because just like I say, I know I, like the family in Legends, Mr. Reynolds was wrong for getting out of that car to go swing that bat. And had it been the other way around and no one actually, um, this young man, Tavon Scott, is it Tavon Scott? Yeah, y'all got to keep up with me now because I'm, I'm I'm trying to look for it again. But yes, if it wasn't for this young man actually pulling out this gun and shooting Mr. Reynolds and Mr. Reynolds actually um, hitting with this bat and coming home as he intended to do because who gets out? with a bat and the attention is not to calm home, um, gets out with a bat and crosses back over uh, Light Street. Um, I mean, he could have been hit as well. It could have been something like that. Um, but got out with his bat, crossed those lanes of traffic to confront them. Um, so he was wrong in that action. And so was the young man in the action of shooting him. But... You got to look at it from all angles. So that's why I say that I'm conflicted. It's a real sad thing that this man lost his life. It was. But I can't look back the fact that him as an adult chose these actions for whatever reason. What was it inside of him? That rage. Um, also on some of the reporting that is being that's really conflicting as um information from both sides is that um first they were alleging that Mr. Reynolds was actually drunk. Um, saying that his blood alcohol level, I think, was at a 0.10, um, which was definitely over the limit um, for him to drive. Um, but then later reports saying that it was not, I believe it was like at a 0.3, which would be, you know, within the rooms of the law, meaning he was not driving while intoxicated. Um, but I just have all of those questions. I, I look at things from totally different angles, like, what were you thinking? To get, I'm sure he was thinking that none of these young men had a gun. Um, but what were you thinking? But to bring home um, to these young people by swinging a bat, and and why is it like that? Why get a bat, run across traffic, do all this or whatever? You could have just proceeded. So first, you made that choice. Um, it's unfortunate that he lost his life, but he first made that choice which was out of line as a productive adult and how they supposed to be. I mean, I'm a native of, of Baltimore city. I don't know if he was from here, whatever else of that, but I damn sure know um, if I'm in an intersection confrontation or whatever else like that. I'm, I um, am not inquire, but I go to several of these intersections where these squeegee boys at whatever. I mean, um, Gratefully so. I've never had a situation where I felt like I was being accosted or um, harassed or anything of that nature by them. Um, I actually had a discussion with one of them on the corner of coming off 83 the other day. And he was telling me um, about this guy who always coming through there, giving him money, but doing things um, inappropriate. You know, so I didn't want my window washed, but he still was like, let me talk to you. Whatever. So that's how I wrote window down and he got this out of me. Um, and we was laughing and I was like, yeah, you know, people, it's crazy or whatever. I'll say that. So like I said, luckily, so I've never had the issue, but that's not dismissing the fact that I'm sure that people have had the issues. 
Um, you know, different people are in different state of minds. Um, so I don't know um, what provokes it to be an issue, but I have also been at intersections where Sweezy people are and have seen um, incidents ready to break out and it's always been provoked by the driver. Now, I can understand being agitated or um, not wanting somebody to wash a window or coming up to you or whatever and you're not really for it, but response, y'all, response is everything. Um, like I said, I've been seeing it. Um, they come up to their cars, get the, get away from my car, get the F away from my car, or whatever else like that. And it just goes left real quick, real quick. You know what I mean? It just goes left real quick, real quick. Um, so I'm always trying to be pleasant um, because nobody got time for that mess. And for the most part, the ones that I have encountered have been pleasant with me. They have, they really have. They have been pleasant with me. Um, so like I said, they're going back and forth. Things are coming out. Um, I also heard um, and seen that's being reported that one of the state's attorneys that was working on the case was removed from it for allegedly um, giving this video footage or whatever to the family. Um, I don't think that that was authorized and I don't know how they got it. Um, but they dismissed them from the case, I believe, because they were recognizing maybe it's some bias there um, already because we know people already have their opinion on the squeegee boys and that whole thing. That's why it's just so crazy. Um, I guess things happen and you have to piggyback and try to really get to the root of the issue. And what the people are saying is that the squeegee boys are not supposed to be out there. It's already illegal and this would have never happened. Um, if the city was on top of reprimanding them for doing these illegal acts. Um, I know a lot of people, and I know a lot of people are paying here on the matter. Um, I remember being a kid growing up in the project, standing right there on the library or Broadway, um, in Orleans Street, squeegeeing. Um, we never had any problems, but times is changing. Times is getting rougher and rougher. I never used to understand um, when my elders and people that were older than me, when I was a child, would say, I feel sorry for y'all. Y'all can't do nothing. And now, um, look at me. I'm the elder um, saying as well to the to the younger generation, like, I feel so sorry for y'all because mm, y'all can't do nothing. We can't go nowhere. We can't stand in front of stores. Um, we can't do nothing. We can't do nothing. And... and, and <laughs> Just the normal stuff of life, how we supposed to be, be living, is it, just really sad. You know, I was in Royal Farms the other day, and a man um, had a misunderstanding with one of the clerks, the young lady standing there, cussed her out terribly, threatening her life. The first thing that he thought about was bringing his children to bring her some home because who y'all playing with? And my first door standing there was like, wow, it's not even that serious, and why would you even? make mention to bring your own children down here for them to go to jail. Um, so that's just a scary thing. I mean, I don't know how we got here. Why are people so angry? I pray against the spirit of envy, the spirit of je jealousy. That's going to lead me to my next thing that I'm sure all of you know about that's been up on the news. Um, but I pray against, I rebuke it, the spirit of jealousy, envy, hate, all of this that's going on. We know everything is not going to be all good all the time, 
but just all this bad all the time, it can really weigh on you. It can really weigh on you. That brings me to my next one that I want to talk about. Yes, we brung up the rest in peace to the Kelsey Washington. It's sad. The 13-year-old lady lost her life um, a week after being injured um, as an innocent bystander, gunshot to the head, standing outside of a convenience store right next to a gas station on Fair and Caroline Street. Prayers out for them. Um, I know right now, too, my hood family from Chapel Hill, um, Alicia is mourning the loss of her do- daughter as well, a sudden death. Um, her daughter, Kayla um, Williams, who is ready to have her services. Um, but it brings me to the tragedy with Shanquella Robinson. Y'all seen it. Y'all seen the videos. The tape has came out. Um, where her friends, this young lady, 25, Shanquela Robinson, took a vacation to Mexico, Cabo, San Lucas, with a group of friends. And I say that, and I say it silently, because I, when you, when you think about that, what's that saying with friends like that? You truly do not need enemies. This young lady went on a trip with Mexico with people who were so-called, I'm going to keep on saying that, so-called. And allegedly, that's my favorite word on this show. You got to get at allegedly her friends. But after 24 hours, not even being 24 hours in there, um, the friends came up with a whole story, reached out to her mother, told her mother that the lady was suffering from drinking too much alcohol, alleging that she had alcohol poison and that she was ill. Made up a whole story knowing that this young lady was beat to death. Yes. According to some of the reports that's coming out about her autopsy, her neck was broke. Her spine, it was kind of like disconnected. I seen a little clip of the video, the young lady um, who was fighting her and had beat her in this video. And, and it just was it, was, it was hard to watch. And knowing that this young lady went down here on the trip thinking that she's going with a group of friends and that they did this to her. You know, that young lady. And and how can you do that? How can you be so vicious? Like you fighting her. She don't want to fight back. She's not fighting back. The guy that was in the video that was talking was supposed to be her best friend, X and Y. You're not fighting back, but not telling the girl that's fighting her to just stop. She don't want to fight you. Just stop. That's another thing too. Like, you know, I gave kudos right now to my to my audience um, for speaking up with this Ms. Washington case and telling what they said. But too many times when we see stuff, we don't say nothing. Y'all know how I be. I'm going to mind my business. I do it sometimes, too. I just recall to y'all the things that I witnessed the other day in Royal Farms. I was there. I seen it all going down. But I, I wanted to say something, but the brother was so enraged, right? And I thank God for discernment where it was like, uh-uh, Chesville, mm-mm, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Just stay here and pray, but don't say nothing. But it's been a lot of times that I've been places and I've had that call to speak up and say something. And it has changed the matter, right? It has changed it. Like, I'm not God. I can't say how it's going to play out or whatever. I was like that. But just like I say, when I have been 
in situations like that where I have said something, I prayed about it like, oh my goodness, what's going on? And he's led me to say things that has changed and changed the outcome for the better. Um, but in this situation with this young lady, oh my goodness, she goes to Mexico with a group of friends and y'all be her to death. Y'all be her to death and then make up a whole story. Call her mother with a whole lie, with a whole lie. And what I'm learning, because a lot of people were saying because it happened in Mexico, that they should be charged in Mexico. But from the looks of it, it does not look like Mexico authorities are looking to do anything in relevance to the case. And because they are American citizens and they were abroad, um, the United States does have the right to persecute these people for the crime. Um, I've seen a lawyer giving suggestions for the mother to just keep on following up with the FBI, keep following up with them, keep following up with your local police department so justice can be done for your daughter. Y'all see it trending. Um, we see it all the time when these tragedies happen. Um, justice for whoever, for whoever, for whoever, for whoever. And justice is definitely what that young lady needs. So I'm like, okay, you still here. You recorded it. Made up this whole lie. You're supposed to be the best friend. Y'all flew back and then went to the house and gave the mother the luggage. Knowing what y'all did. Knowing that y'all went down here and beat this girl. And now this girl is not returning home to her mother. 25 years old. You know, since this came out, I've been on social media. I've seen people who I consider friends, who I consider associates. Because um, right now, at my point in life, if I'm considering you a friend, you're like family to me. Speaking out is really sad how many people, um, knowingly and unknowingly, you know, to me, question their friendships with people, question their bonds, question um, their connections. You know, when things like this happen, you know, the unthinkable, um, it kind of really does bring it up. Like, a friend, what is a friend? What is a friend? What do we call a friend? You know, we we use that term so loosely. And even how I say my friends that I consider family, you know, I consider them family. I learned um, from one of the leads that I gave a birthday shout out early in the show, Sharon Knotts, that family is more than just being blood related. So I thank God for the connections and the people that I get to learn and get to know and get to love uh, along my lifetime, who I consider as family, who are my friends. I do. Um, and I've had some falling outs with them. I had some falling outs with them. Going to be falling outs now with family. But never for the life of me have I thought or wanted something so wicked or something so devastating to happen to them. I might not fuck with them, but I don't want them to be fucked up. I definitely, certainly ain't wishing no death on them, nothing bad to happen, or anything else like that. So, that's what I'm saying. What brings people to that state of mind? When it's just a simple disagreement, when y'all no longer getting along, when y'all communication is what it is. You know, I reposted something the other day, say, at this point in my life, I'm not arguing. It is what it is. If we have an issue, we're going to bring it to the table, even we're going to work it out, or we're going to go about our way. But to come to that state of mind, to want to bring harm to you, 
to want you to die over words. You know, I I don't get that and I will never get it. I don't get that and I will never get it. You know, even in my younger years and being in a teenager, it shucks, even in my dunk years, I done been around people drunk, get them spurs in them, get to acting crazy, and then act like, you know, from a disagreement, whatever, whatever, they want to fight you. Now, I done been intoxicated, I done been, I done been what's your name, but I know what's up, and I know what's what. I ain't never wanted to bring no harm to nobody that I ever considered a family or friend. Now, like I said, I might not deal with you at fall now. I, for whatever reason, you don't like me. For whatever reason, I don't like you. That's going to happen. That's the way of the world. But to say, I can honestly say that I've never, even with the people that I follow with, been like, oh. it, like it's been that serious, like that I want to hurt them. Even in a casual, I guess, confrontation or dispute with somebody. Yes, I'm human. I'm on the stores. People get me wrong. I'm right here in Baltimore, born and raised. People get me wrong. People, you know. But what I've started to learn is that people, guess what? Like I tell y'all, God bless you. God loves you. I am not your enemy. You are not my enemy. Whatever is going on, I get it. I'm going to pray for you. Because people be looking for a reason. People be looking for a reason. The tragedy that I brought up, that take that young girl, Kelsey Washington, life. I don't know all the facts or what led up to this brother, Mr. Battle, shooting into that car. But I'm sure it was something so minute that got turned into this big thing. Something so, so small that got turned into this. Now, brother, you locked up. First and second degree murder. You don't think before we act. People so angry. People so enraged. Mr. Reynolds. He didn't think before he acted. I don't know what was on the young man's mind when he went to retrieve the book bag, the shooting room, but I can only can imagine. I'm a child. Somebody coming, that bold, coming across. Me born in Baltimore City, first of all, I wouldn't have thought that it was just no bad. I would have thought that he had a gun or something or some type of, you know, home was coming my way in that regard. But just the 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 gall and the guts of somebody to come back to confront me with a bat would have just had me in, in that mood. You know what I mean? In, in that mindset, I guess, since we talk about the state of mind, like, oh, this person trying to kill me, right? Right? So that's how I look at all that. But like I said, I don't know how we got here. What is this state of mind? Why is everybody so angry? Why is everybody, how could Anybody that considered themselves a friend or ever liked you, no, ever loved you, let alone liked you in this lifetime, want to bring you home. It's sad because more often than not these days, people that get killed and stuff like that in our community is going to be by somebody that they know. Somebody that they can consider a friend a lot of times, more often than not. So again, every time I come on here, I got to send my my special prayers out and everything else like that because it's some tragedy. That young lady, she had not lost her life. 25 years old, going on a vacation to have fun with friends. And it's sad. Seeing that little clips of that video just broke my heart. You know, in high school and school, I always for the under. 
Every school I went to, I got put out for fighting. If you have any friends on here from my school, whatever, I said that, they can contest to that. It was always a sign. People just always wanted to fight me. I was 4'11", probably 170, 175 pounds back then, but still being 4'11", 175. I told you I was insecure, a little chubby. I'm a little girl. <laughs> insecure um, wasn't the world. And I still have my insecurities. Yes, I do. Um, as gorgeous as I am. Um, but I just always was for the underdog. I ain't never start no trouble. I just always spoke my mind and I wasn't going to let know anybody or do anything or say anything to me. But in growing, I had to learn that some stuff is, is about your response, what you respond to. So at first I used to psych myself out. Oh, ain't nobody going to just say anything to me. So it was anything and I was going to go right. I was ready to fight. Then I got myself, you know, thinking that I'm growing. Oh, it's all good long as they don't say this, you know, because we do that too. Come on now. I know I ain't the only one. Long as they don't call me no bitch. So if somebody would call me a bitch, that would be my trigger word, right? What? That would be my trigger word. Then when I grew up out of that, then it was the watch. If somebody, oh, I ain't worrying about what they say. I ain't worrying about their threats. I ain't worrying about them calling me on my name. But when they say watch, oh, that man that they gonna come back to try to give me some home so I gotta get them before they come and get me. That was my state of mind, right? So it's like I was putting myself in the trick bag to set myself up about how I respond to it. So it didn't even matter who it was, how they said it, where we was at. If they said these words or they did these things, I was gonna go. And that is a lot of the state of the mind of our people today. I grew up from it, really not to be given a care. But we got to recognize that a lot of people didn't. That's their state of mind. That's their state of mind and they always on go and they always looking for a reason. And, and, and the person that's able to walk away, we call that, that's being a bigger person. But to me, that's the most humblest person. That's the most, the, the most person that recognizes that this is just not that serious. It's people losing their lives every day tragedies every day we still got war going on and it's like here even in my city that i say it so often that we find reasons we find reasons that have issues and stuff like that with one another we can't let nothing go we can't communicate if it's a misunderstanding or anything else like that that's the first thing we go to wanting to fight wanting to hurt one another and there's just no reason for that. And that's one of those many things when I say I lean on God's understanding because when things lead up to this and I'm like, all of this stuff going on in the world, you would think COVID would have changed our, just our dignity and our love for one another when that tragedy just was like affecting just everybody, just like so suddenly at once, you know? You would think that people would have a more of an appreciation for life, a more of an understanding of other people's troubles and different things that other people go through. But that has not been the case. Everything is still going on, still going on, still going on, still going on, still going on. How have we gotten to this state of mind where we don't mind killing each other over nothing? Over nothing. Over nothing. How have we gotten to the state of mind 
where we are so much enraged that we'll pull a gun and pull a knife over these words and don't care who around. Babies, mothers, children, grandmothers, grandfathers, uncles, we don't care who around. And the crowd of people, we don't care. We just don't stop to think before we act. Too many. Too many. And people out here demanding respect and love, but don't know how to give it. But don't know how to give it. We got to stay prayed up, y'all. We have to stay prayed up and praise that. Things like this, with this last thing that I just now mentioned with Shaquilla Robinson, going somewhere with friends or whatever, it happens too much. Like I said, a lot of these tragedies here, um, recent murders or whatever thing that I may have heard about, you know how it is when the street get to talking and stuff come out and you be like disgusted when you find out it was a friend that killed a friend or when you when you find out or the way the streets was talking but allegedly what it was about. And you be like, because of that? Oh, because they said they didn't respect them and did it, did it. Because of that? Come on now, Baltimore. Do better. Shakula Washington, because like I said, she was down in um, North Carolina. That's going to lead me right into the next thing um, that I want to talk from. Um, her family has paid the money to get her um, body shipped over here from Mexico um, back to home in North Carolina. Um, reports are saying that the family is following up rightfully so to get these people prosecuted um, for what happened. It looks like evidence is mounding um, on occurrence. I know they have a couple of accounts of actually what took place, um, but no really sad motive or whatever on it on why these people had this state of mind as supposed to be her friends to take her all the way down here to another country to do this to her. It's just sickening. It's just sickening. Um, more tragedy right there in um, Charlottesville, North Carolina. I know y'all heard um, that's in the news. Um, the three students, Mr. Devon Chandler, Lavelle Davis Jr., and Deshaun Perry, um, were killed on late Sunday um, by one of their teammates, uh, Mr. Christopher Donnell Jones 20, Jr., 22 years old, um, who allegedly they were returning from a trip to go see a play in Washington, D.C. Um, the suspect waited to they returned back to the campus and opened fire on the bus, killing three of the football players on his team, as well as injuring two. Um, it has been some sources and accounts from um, some witnesses who accompanied him on the bus saying that this man actually shot one of the players, Mr. Devon Chandler, as he was sleeping. Um, they say that he wasn't, I guess it was some class trip. It was meant for them to be bonding. Um, the suspect, Mr. Don, Mr. Christopher Donnell Jones Jr. wasn't in the class, but he was invited by another professor. Um, it was about two dozen or so students um, on the bus with the teacher. Um, they had went down to D.C. to see a play, like, you know, a bonding activity on a Sunday uh, when they arrived back to the campus is when he opened fire. Um, like I said, one of the victims was allegedly sleeping when he was shot. 
um, one of the witnesses that was on the bus is reporting. Um, he was shot and just kind of slid out the seat to the floor. Um, all of them fairly young, uh, 21, 22, and 22, um, these young men. The two surviving victims are Michael Hollins Jr. and Marley Morgan. Um, one of the witnesses is saying that the suspect um, made a bizarre statement um, before he shot and was saying that you guys are always messing with me um, before gunshots rang out. Um, some of the witnesses there saying that they thought he was going to shoot everyone on the bus um, because it just happened so suddenly. Um, he made this bizarre comment. And he just began to shoot. Um, his father, I say the statement from his father, Mr. Christopher Donald Jones Sr., who said that he had spoke to his son about a month ago. And allegedly his son was reporting to him that he was having some trouble at the school. Um, um, trouble meaning that I guess he was being teased or um, some form of bullying that he mentioned to his father. Um, so his father did say that. So I don't know um, what happened um, again. And all of the information that's coming out about the, the victims, you're hearing great things, how profound they were, um, how awesome they were. Um, just, you know, in their lives as inspiring football stars. But then also, you know, um, they were in school. They were in college. Um, three um, smart, intelligent brothers. Um, and also the suspect as well. Sitting in college, um, doing anything. So I don't know. I don't know what happened. I'm just giving y'all the little inserts of what I'm seeing and what is being supported, what he said by making this bizarre comment. It definitely, certainly is a tragedy. Um, I've seen also Ricky Smiley, I guess, who had a, a close relationship with one of the victims that he considered, considered the nephew, Davon Chandler, um, talking about it and everything else like this. But this was at the University of Virginia um, that is located in Charlottesville, North Carolina. This incident happened Sunday. Um, one of the teammates from the football team, shot and killed three of his brothers, his teammates, um, on the bus when the bus returned, made this bizarre comment, and just started shooting up everywhere. Again, what does people say to mind? It makes them think that this is the appropriate way to handle conflict. I've also seen some sources reporting that this young man had already been um, and some type of investigation of being watched um, prior to this. It was allocations that he had already made reports to other students that he had a gun. Um, I think they followed up, but nothing had came from it. Um, he also was allegedly involved in a hazing um, type of incident or something on the campus. It was some investigation, but nothing was followed up for him. Um, so more is going to come out. Um, more is going to come out, I'm sure, to do something like this. Um, you actually had to be troubled, you know, in your mental state. You know, I'm not no therapist. I'm not no psychologist. Um, so I ain't diagnosed to nobody. I diagnose myself, though, now. I diagnose myself. But when things like this come out, I mean, it's out here. It's apparent that mental illness is real. It's real. So a lot of these tragedies and what's going on, um, when I think about it to get to the root core of it, it has a lot to do with that. All of the traumas that we continue to face, traumas, you know, 
substance abuse. That's plagues on us for all of that. So that definitely was a tragedy um, that I want to bring up. So much tragedy, y'all, right? So much tragedy, so much tragedy. How do we get to the state of mind where this is how we are settling the smallest, the smallest disputes? I mean, you have a right to be angry. You have a right to be upset. You have a right to feel however you're going to feel. But if you in your life right now, you know, had the thought to seriously harm somebody over something so small, I'm going to ask you to pray, pray and pray big, pray and pray big. Because it first starts with a thought before it becomes an action. And I think sometimes if we're able to just sit and think and be more, you know, profound and more in tune with ourselves and actually think about it, it will bring up different actions. But at least not this type of stuff that's so tragic, really for nothing. So I don't know if the young man was being bullied. I don't know if he was being teased. But the fact that they were attending school together, that they went on this bus trip to display, you know, and they returned. And then in his mind, his state of mind at that moment was the only way that I can deal with this and handle this is to shoot them and to kill them. It's sad. I told y'all, y'all, what vocabulary can I use? See, when I get to doing all that, you know what I'm saying? But they say you got bite your, you, you got bite your tongue and you got swallow it. Because I'm trying to be my my lady like self and not do so much cursing. I say, now I curse, but I don't want to just be cursing, be cursing, be cursing, be cursing, cursing, cursing. You know what I'm saying? If I'm angry and stuff like that, if it's just. But not just a, you know, my everyday conversation or when I'm having dialogue with people. You know what I mean? I really am working on that because it's really not ladylike. Um, I really know that people are watching me. You know what I'm saying? My children, let alone other people's children and just other people too. Uh, adults, everybody. People will look out for you, look out, look up to you. Um and you won't even know. You'd be amazed how many people that you inspire or you motivate. So you had to be mindful of that. You know, I ain't nobody putting on no show. I'm always going to be me. But you got to be mindful of that. And especially, too, like I always tell you how I'm blessed to be on this platform, to be on this platform. I know I know what the stereotypes is. I know what the rhetoric is. They always say what people um, tune into. And then it's the truth. People like the messiness. People like the messiness. Um, but, you know, I ain't gonna say I'm not messy, but I can be entertaining. You know what I mean? And I don't think that I have to curse all the time to get my point across. I hope y'all agree. And I hope y'all keep on watching. But I don't. I don't. Now, unless it's called for or, or somebody call up here, get me wrong, or whatever, so that I'm gonna curse about. That's another thing, too. And being a person that is on these platforms and you are, you know, now I'm considered as a social media personality, right? That's another thing. Y'all gotta stop being so sensitive. It's a couple of people that I like too that I've been following, right? And um, I forgot the guy name the other day. I, I was following, right? He was on there, he was cooking something or whatever. And he was selling some slippers for $50. So I always be on there. I always, I always be on there, but you know, I make comments sometimes, yes, or whatever else like that. But y'all people, like I said, when people ain't agreeing with y'all and y'all ain't hearing, 
with y'all one here, then y'all be with it. The point of the story is y'all got blocked. Because he had some ground. <laughs> Hold on, y'all. Y'all got to jump off stairs. Hey, Nate. What's going on? What's up, Nate? Hey, 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 hey. That's my station, brother. But before even when I was back on the station, Nate is good people. Y'all make sure y'all turn into his show tomorrow. Yes, the audience is strange. It is the thing. And I know they got that play going on. I thought I was saying I got to get my ticket. I got to get my ticket. That's going on at the players. Um, arena, y'all. Y'all got to check it out. Because they be some awesome plays. You'd you be amazed. There's so much talent in Baltimore. That's why I said it's me. There's so much talent. And there's so much positive stuff. I know I, I know so many, so many positive people. So many positive people. And that's why I try to stay around. That's what I try to, like right now in my life, it, it ain't about love. It's dead to me. I ain't coming to learn it. I'll be by myself. And that's why I say I thank God for the diff, gift of discernment because I'm like, okay, a lot of times I can see it for what it is. See, I love hard. And sometimes, you know, I hurt myself just to love somebody when I know they don't even like me. Let alone love me, they don't even like me, right? And I just be still trying to figure it out because I know where I come from, a place of peace and the love. And I be like, wow, why are we... Why are we going through this? Like, why is this their state of mind? Like, why do they think I'm in? But guess what? People who are going to be who they are. People going to feel how they feel about you. But you got to know who you are and how you feel about yourself and move on with it. Yes, Nate. Yes, honey. LOL. But for real, I'm late. I was LOS. <laughs> I was LOS because I could not believe it. I was like, okay. So I get on here. I follow this guy. Anyway, he got, I like to watch him, right? Because he got a little speech impediment. I ain't even going to mention his name and do all that. I'm just going to tell you all the situation, right? But y'all probably seen him. Y'all probably follow him, too. Um, he's considered, um, you know, what the other little funny one was. Um, get it at the door. It is cheaper. Well, I'm coming to the door, right? Meet me at the door. Hold on now. They ain't um, going to ask me for my my, um, my vaccination card, is they? Because I got stopped at the door. <laughs> when I was trying to come to Fashion Week, y'all. I don't know why I told y'all that. And I shared that. I got stopped at the door. So let me know that, Vic, Nate. But yes, I am coming to the play. If not this weekend, I think next weekend. Because I think that's the next, the last weekend that it is running. And I might go on. I might do this Sunday. I might do this Sunday. But I'm coming to the door. I already know the times. Friday is at 4. Saturday and Sunday is at 8. So don't come for me, Nate. And you know, I do my research and I'm getting, I'm going to get there. And you know, if I don't do nothing, I love to support and support is love. But yeah, I'm going back to the story. I got blocked. So I'll be following this guy, right? And that's what I say. I said, I hope I never get to the point where I'm that serious. But I know it's hard and it really is. Because even since, I, you know, I started the show, I've been, you know, feeling some type of way. I haven't got some awkward stuff in my inboxes or whatever. Um, and I'm sure because, see, some people attach to you, I guess, what they call like the trauma bond. As long as you down, then they down with you. But then when you going up or you trying to do something else, that's when it's jealousy and it's envy. And it's, I'm sure that's what happened to Sister Shanquella Robinson. I'm sure it was a whole bunch of that jealousy or envy or whatever else was the case. Um, but, yeah, I follow this dude. I like to watch him. Um, he's a gay guy. He got a little speech impediment. He late as ever. He really is, but it's like funny to me. It's like a cat move, right? So I watch them and stuff like that. 
he was buddies with the little guy, um, Shema, that is a cat. So I love to laugh. Laughter feeds the soul, right? So I was on it, whatever. He was cooking something or whatever. And I've commented on stuff before. But just like I say, when people don't be in the disagreement with you, baby, it gets you blocked. And I didn't even say nothing vicious. He cooking the food. He asking how it looked. Some ground beef, sausages, peppers, or something like that in the crock pot or whatever. First of all, you don't got to keep that long like that in the crock pot. So it was looking good. I don't eat beef and I don't eat pork. So I just was on there just looking at him because, you know, it'd be funny how he be talking and then he be on his little part. Y'all think I talk all over the place. But anyway, right? So I'm on there. I'm cackling. And I'm a little stuff in me. I'm laughing or what I was like that, right? So he like, yes, this is going to be good. This is going to be over. People giving suggestions about what else to make with it. So I come through and I'm like, yo, I was with you. But them slippers ain't no $50, child. They was them little fuzzy Dollar General Family Dollar slippers. And I went, hey, right? And he had like a, a print on it or something like that that was saying something. I think it's something. I, I ain't even giving a clue. I guess it's whatever his business is or whatever, right? So it was the slippers and the little thing. He was the little eye thing. He was selling for $50. So first he was talking about that. So I was like, chill, I messed with you. But them slippers ain't worth no $50. And that stuff in the crop, it was looking good. But you need to take it out now because now it's giving like throw up. He came right up coming. It was like chastity. Oh, well, I don't fuck with you. And for that, she blocked. And then his other girlfriend's on there was like, oh, because she broke. That's why she don't want to pay no $50. No, that's the problem. Y'all need to tell y'all front of church. Them still ain't worth no $50, boo. And I don't care about being blocked. It was shady. I don't care about being blocked, but why? Because I ain't agree. You asked my opinion, and I told you. The same way you be on my stuff. But whatever. Yeah, so that was the whole situation. That was the whole situation why I got blocked. Me. Yes, it was. My son is a Leo. Why are you asking? Because I gave the shout out for the mighty Scorpios and there's so many of them. And thank you. I don't need a vex card. And yes, me and Marnie should come. Marnie, I've been trying to take him out for his birthday. Thank God he really did celebrate, but he already told me how he do and who he celebrate with. But I don't care. I'm still his. I'm still his. I, I'm still his sister, and he my mentor. And he gonna go out with me. So Marnie, my guy in the background, my sound, my man in the land that keeps this thing going. Sunday, if you ain't doing nothing, boo, we gonna see this play. And it's my tree pose. I got a drink. Or something like that. Get some, get something good to eat. Because he always down for that. You know, when I just take a trip. Like, we leaving somewhere, even though we still in Baltimore. We'll see. Because I'm going to catch him anyway. When, uh, when we get off of this show. But that's great to know that I don't need my Vax card. And I can come over there and I can see the play. Make sure y'all go over there and see it, y'all. Make sure y'all go over there and see it. Because I'm sure it's going to be great. I remember I went to one that Nate was in. Um, to play Pearly, and I was blown away. I went through a couple of times um, to help him um, with his jewelry sales while he was in a play, talking about multitasking, right? That is the man. Um, I bet they haven't paid it. I hate them pick me people. Yeah, I don't know. I wish you talking about Nate or what they said about the um, $50. 
I don't know, but they called me broke, honey. They called me broke. One of the girls said, you making that comment like you want attention. How I want attention and your man, this, he is on live for attention, cooking and selling these slippers. So I thought he was my, I thought he was my, not my friend, but at least my man, my friend on Facebook. But Shell the lies. I guess he thought he gagged me by blocking me, but no, it was a gag period from watching you, you know what I'm saying, on your live or whatever, I was like that, and I probably was entertaining, because, you know, I was a little bit under the influence, like I said, I love to laugh, laugh to feed the soul, so I was on there, and I was cackling, and I made my comment, it wasn't for no attention, it was a truth, so now I'm blocked, and then what really devastated me, though, y'all, that's why I was mad, and I'm bringing it up, is that I couldn't reply, so while these people was on here, thinking that they reading me, like, oh, she broke about $50 or whatever, oh, that's for attention, I'm going there, I get that type. Oh, no, it's not for attention, but I pay attention. That I seen them slippers at the Dollar General and the, um, and, uh, the Family Dollar. And all he did was, uh, it looked like he got a cute little person in Brody or whatever. It might have been a slipper. But y'all know the fuzzy, like the fuzzy sl slippers that got the cross in the front with the little eye thing. Child, please. That's what's wrong with folks, too. Like, and I understand, and I'm going to tell y'all, as business owners, entrepreneurs, because I'm one, don't you ever sell yourself short. But it's unjust to be overly taxing people. Like, real shit, I know you got to get your coin, and you got to do what you got to do. But don't charge no $50 for no $4 slippers. $4 slippers and this dollar eye thing that go over your eyes to go to sleep. That's late. And I knew you was late, but you had a follower. <laughs> you had a follower. Yes, you did. Okay. And more news, right, on our What in the World's because shortly, guess what, y'all? I'm going to be out of here. But you make sure you join me back every Thursday. Yes, I'm on here every Thursday, 729 with the You Better Live radio show. You know, giving it to you, your news, our reviews. And don't just watch me. Don't just watch me. Be exposed is exposing everything and it's not just chess world the empress lady cake mix that's coming on here giving you the what's up what's up and the what's and the what's it's all my station brothers and sisters and they got some good shows on this lineup two of them tomorrow i'm currently i think the only one on thursdays but that's what i do on these busy thursdays and it comes past so day on quick so i put my call out again for anybody that want to be a guest because like i tell you y'all I had I always have a guest lined up, but for whatever it is on that Wednesday, I can never make it over the hump. But I get it. People got their schedules. People got things. I had words um, back and forth with a um, with somebody um, the other day. Uh, no, today about one of my friends or whatever, supposed to be a guest or whatever, and then their response was they sent me their schedule, right? And that was on tour. And I was like, that's a bit much. But you know, I laughed or whatever. I was like, that it wasn't that far. It just was the response for is like responding to a text. Like, I know that you're busy. You know, I reached out to you or whatever. I was like that. But golly, you can't just say yay and nay or whatever. But I ain't mad at you if you if you watch and I ain't gonna say your name. You know, I love you. I love you. God bless you. God loves you. And hopefully you'll get on the show to talk to talk with me sooner than later. Yes, what you say? We can go to show not a single follower. Who? We're here. <laughs> single follower. Yes, I was a singular. I was a singular. I was. I was a follower, 
And I'm sure that even from people, you know, I got, I don't know. I could have blessed them, but I guess he blessed me, baby, because he ain't like me to say, take that stuff out of that crock pot. So let me do these what in the world today, because we is almost out here. Nate, I'm glad that you just on here with me, conversing with me, good brother. You know I appreciate you, and I love you all so much. Yes, Nate is chatting it up with me, y'all, in the chat box. You know, these phone lines open too, Nate. Um, so you can call too. I spoke on a couple of things. I spoke on the tragedy, of course, about um, the young, beautiful 13-year-old Kelsey Washington, who just lost her life. Um, after battling for a week from a gunshot injury to her head, she was killed um, down in front of the convenience store. I forgot, back in the day when I was younger, down there by Douglas Holmes Project, it was called um, the PJs. That was the name of the car, y'all. I'm not exactly sure um, what it is called now, but they've been slaying the banner right there on the news. Um, the young lady was down there, several other patrons, several other community members, children, adults, down at this location. Um, I had seen that one of my um, sisters, so I love her so much, Key, if you watching or if you ever watch, special shout out to her. Um, she was one of the people that was profound. Um, first in my weight loss journey, she had the, um, the group, we doing this, and baby, we did it, we did it. We ate and we ate our ass off. That's how we got that fed off. Um, but she's a sister. Um, I fell for her and I had prayed for her because she had I mentioned on social media that she was like right there and she seen the baby on the ground. Um, I know my family, Jamie, who was mourning the loss of their grandmother. Um, I think it was like some, oh, it was the, uh, Miss Sarah's birthday. And, and she came down, you know, her hanging in his hood and she had witnessed this. So it affected her as well in a the, in the drastic way. Um, so anybody who, you know, it affected, I pray for. But I mentioned that about the beautiful life of that young lady that was lost. Um, someone else that was shot up in the Dino's parking lot talked about how John Hopkins is using that incident to um, incite their push um, far as them wanting their own police department. We brung up Tim Reynolds, the squeegee boys. I told you I'm in a little bit of conflict. I see right and wrong on both sides. Um, but I certainly um, I, I certainly believe that it was wrong for Mr. Reynolds to act the way that he did. I think it was wrong for the young man to shoot Mr. Rental, but I also don't see his right to have the young man locked up um, for the rest of his life. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. Lead by example, right? Lead by example. It should have never happened. It's tragic on both sides, and I'm going to just leave it there. Um, I brought it up to just say that there's a lot of conflicting information coming out on both sides. I guess, you know, that's how they do when things like this happen, on trying to prove guilt or innocence or speak up on an innocence, um, but they are trying to weigh the the young man's charges back down to the juvenile system. I believe that the hearing was supposed to be held today where the judge would either um, accept or deny that um, negotiation that is happening between the defense team and the Baltimore State City State's Attorney's Office. Um, of course, you know, um, they say Marilyn Mosby is moving wrong, um, again, because she did not reach out to the family in regards to that. You know, we heard that about, um, the Anon Saeed case and not reaching out to the family. Um, okay, y'all, y'all so told her Marilyn Mosby, y'all got out of there. She's, she be gone in January. Um, but you gotta respect the sister, even with all this stuff on her back, she's still trying to stay there and do her job. So I don't know. 
um, you would think, um, you know, with her experience or whatever else like that, she knows the, the ramifications of the law and know how to carry out certain things that she want to do. Um, so I don't got her doing anything illegally or trying to do something to um, be unjust to the families, you know. So that's the, I don't like how they saying that, like she is intentionally doing something um, to bring more harm that's already harm to the situation. Um, so we talked about that. The young brother, Tavon Scott, who is now 15 years old, um, who is trying to get a manslaughter, who's trying to plead guilty to the manslaughter case in the juvenile system. Um, I will definitely have an update on that next week because that is ongoing. That's right here in Baltimore. So we're going to bring it to you, your news, our reviews. Um, we talked about Shanquella Robinson, the young 25-year-old lady, went on a trip with her so-called friends. Um, they beat her to death, her not returning, which is always just speaking on what's the state of mind of us and why do we go to that? You know, um, like I was saying, making the points that I have friends or family or people I could just sit a family that are no longer good or cool with me, but I never thought to want to bring them any home. And even that latest guy that I was following, you know what I mean, that I was considered a Facebook friend a fellow social media uh, personality that blocked me. I hope y'all won't bring me no home, boo. Because I talked about your your mush and your uh, and your slippers. I hope you don't. It's not that serious. I'm not your enemy. You're not my enemy. Um, I talked about that. I talked about the tragedy of the three um, students killed at the University of Virginia in Charlottesville, North Carolina. Such a tragedy. Um, Devon Chandler, Lavelle Davis Jr., and Deshaun Perry were all killed on Sunday, um, were killed on Sunday after returning from a play um, by their fellow teammate and a fellow student at that university, Mr. Christopher Donnell Jones Jr. Just so sad, so sad that it happened. Um, but then on some other things on what ends in Baltimore City. Now, y'all know we just don't have this election. And you know, a lot of things came to play. We know the legalization of marijuana. also about the term, the uh, the term of, you know, our city elected officials having that term that couldn't serve more um, than I think it was eight consecutive years. Um, that was question K. So a lot of us voted for the amendment on question K, right? So now what is crazy is the Baltimore City Council now has advanced the bill to make members um, pension eligible after eight years instead of 12. So now that we have as a citizen voted that, yeah, they should not be able to serve more consecutively than two terms, more than eight years. They have pushed for this to come up for them to now make anybody who serves as that public servant, right? to be able to receive their pension in eight years instead of the 12. Now, this is definitely receiving a lot of backlash because even considering we sold that we voted on this and this is the coming to play, it actually was not going to make any difference, I believe, into 2024. And with all of this other stuff going on in the city, people are asking, like, why would they make this push to do this? So, like, worrying about themselves. 
not worrying about the citizens that they're supposed to serve. And what was even more troubling is that when I heard the news is that a firefighter or Baltimore police officer cannot receive their pension. That was just recently changed into 25 years of service. Usually, I think it was 20, but a few years ago, or maybe just a couple of years ago, it was switched where they actually had to serve 25 years to be eligible for their, their pension. So now, the Baltimore City Council, the mayor, whatever, they want to take it from the 12 years to eight because we voted okay on question K. That is not okay. I think that was the wrong time. There were so many things. There's so many other bills, so many other issues that y'all can advance. But it is not ironic that when it comes to y'all and, you know, y'all up there taking care of, you know, is, is you a, a public servant or is you self-serving? And it's crazy because, you know, that's that's my girl husband over there who's the president of our Baltimore City Council, Mr. Nick Mosby, who I do don't even know why they would make this. Here I come. Here huh? I come. Here you come. Here I come. with it. Because it's about time. But... <laughs> But you, you come on, how do I come say on. this? Go ahead. Yeah, you can you can disagree with the bill, mm -hmm. but being a public servant does not mean that I'm not supposed to take care of my own financial needs as well. Right. I, I, I I'm not saying that at all. Well, we, you kind of did because what you're not realizing is some of them are now some of the city council is getting ready to be forced out of office. Yeah. Versus. You know, versus continuing on their service, that means that they could have been in office for twelve consecutive years, right? And then got their pension once they left office. Now, if I'm leaving office, you owe me my money immediately. So, from going from twelve years to eight years matches their their time served, right? And I get that, and I get that. I guess more so for me, the point that I was trying to make is it says it's like a little. I don't know. It's just a little. No, it's not, but you got to realize that they're not just, they're not just public servants. They're also employees. Yeah, they're employees. So and if, I, if I serve and my time, and my there's a lot of things, no longer. Yeah, you served your time because that's what you wanted to do. So you, when you voted, when we voted to make that, that um, law real, mm -hmm. I mean, that serving their people, term not saving them, because that's what the fire department do. But they got wait twenty five years. Uh huh. Go ahead. But but the, as a fire uh, a, a, an employee of a fire department, you can never you can stay forever. They can't. Yeah. Eight years is their term. They're no longer employees after eight years. You owe right. them their money. Their money should be immediately available to them. So right. I, I completely agree with them reducing it from twelve years to eight years because their right. term of employment is over. It's not like they can leave and come back. Right. Well, obviously, and continue to work again. Well, obviously, Moni, they agree with you, too, because that's what they advanced that bill and they already working on it. Just like I said, I don't think that the actually thing that we that we voted on would have, you know, took place or actually affected them into 2024. And I mean, I get it, I guess, because when you're leaving the job, I'm bad when they have term limits. I'm bad the bill. The bill gave them term limits. Some of them have been in there over eight years. Right. That's what I'm saying. So now they have to be forcibly removed. This is it for them. They can't rerun. Right. So now you're saying. So you think they I'm should saying. be eligible? So that's the biggest question. You think they should be eligible for the pension at eight years? Yes, they're no longer ten. They're tenured at, at eight years. So if you think about it, if you worked at an employer and you were given a pension, mm -hmm. and their rules say you get your pension at three years, you are you are now tenured and tenured employee at three years, you get your pension. 
Right. This is what this is saying. Now you become a tenured employee at eight years. Okay. Because well, you don't work here money. no more. You That's know, Kelly can... Money be knowing all that. You but it's what? also that they will never be able to hold. He, he get me to see things in a different light, but I guess more so of my point that I'm making, you know, yeah, they all public servants and everything. I'll say that I get it if you're leaving a job. I'm bad on unemployment now. I'm trying to get it or whatever, make it. And I know that if you're used to getting a certain income, you know, and you serving the people, whatever, I'll say that. It just was crazy to me that, you know, once it took like, well, all of this other stuff. But listen to this way. But listen to it this like, way. Like, guess what? Put a bill Picture back your... on the table to give us plastic bags back. But look, put it this way. Get Look at it this way, though, as an employee. Go as ahead. an employee, though. Look at it from this perspective. As an employee, if you work at an organization, when you leave that organization, say you change jobs, that right. money follows you. You have to take mm-hmm. it either put it with you in another 401k. So this is actually following the law. If you, right. actually, if you left that job, so at eight years, what you would be suggesting, if, if, if you believe that is wrong, what you would be suggesting is that Baltimore City holds on to your legally owned money until right. it reaches 12 years of maturity. And you don't work there no more. Mm. So why would that be, why, how could that be legal in the first place? That, right. This is actually probably a procedural change. I mean, like I said, now that you break it down, I guess I could see that reasoning for and do that and get that money. And because I'm in a battle right now, so I know how it is to try That's to what I say. Most people don't understand these things. It's probably more so but, a procedural change that had to be pushed through by law. And the law had to be changed right. because the whole entire law is being changed. If right. And, I, and, I, and, years, and, and guess what? The entire law. And guess what, Moni? Guess what? I get all of that. My thing is, it's just the Lord to say, I guess, guess what? They got to do what they got to do. I, got, I guess they got to do what they got to do if you're putting it like that. But at the same time, right. I like, believe they probably had so no many, choice. They had no choice but so to change this because things. that meant you, you were not going to give them people their money on day eight or on, on year eight when they right. are no longer employed with you. You will not keep their money. That it was. This is probably a forcible change and not a, a, right. a way you're thinking like they, this is what they're working on first themselves. It's probably an HR matter. That's what right. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Public employees, public uh, servants are employees. They right. are employees. Like they just have a term that they can work. To get my money. Something had to be done in order to get my money. I guess my whole point that I'm making, like, it's just so many other things that could have been in the scene. And like, they, but it I guess they got to that. But get your money. Change but the be law. careful. But be you careful. You did it. But you did it. And you didn't understand what you were doing. That's your fault. Mm. And now you're trying to dispel something that's your fault by putting the blame on the employee. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are the HR environment that they're talking about. You are HR to those public citizens. And now you're telling them not to do something that they had to do. <laughs> who, who? You. If you don't think the law is right, and these people voted in that vote voted to change that law to eight years, the term limits. Everything else has to follow right. suit. Right, and I with guess because it ain't me saying no HR no nothing. Look, they gotta get their money, get their money. I guess did you vote for it? That I'm saying yes, I did. I voted then for you it are because, HR. but I you voted for it. But I, I voted for it because I believe that a lot of these public services. It's not about what you believe. It was but, the intent. Most, a lot of these. A lot of these. Again, well, I'm speaking on my beliefs. And I'm speaking on what my opinion of the matter is. Why I voted for it wasn't to take anything from anybody, you know, pension or nothing. I believe a lot of these public servants get in these seats and they just sit there 
just for money purposes and don't do and I, and I understand what they that. are that there. The but the, part, the responsibility behind the belief is that you have to figure out exactly if you're if you're being the true investigator of what you're about to vote for, you have to figure out what is going to be the downfall to what you're doing. If you're not well informed on the downfall, then you just made a decision based on your belief. And now you have to suffer the consequences. Oh, I ain't got to suffer. I ain't got to suffer. What's I hope I hope they for? get it. I hope <laughs> I hope they ain't got to suffer. But what I wanted to see, I ain't want them to keep on sitting in no eight years or whatever else like that. You're entitled to your opinion. Did you did you vote for it or against it? Uh, for term limits? Yes. Yes. I did. You voted Sorry. for it. So so were, so you were you were you already knowing that this was going to come about? Yes, if you change term limits to when it went where it's currently no term limits to having term limits, yes, you have to change the pension along everything else that follows suit with that employee changes too. Mm-hmm. If their contract is no longer for them to be able to serve unlimited times, meaning that you can hold their right. pension until you they're finished serve serving. So I guess if you only serve one time, that means you're not eligible for the witch name. It would have to be up to them eight years. So I get that part or whatever else like that. I guess, like I said, the whole point that I was making is that, you know, was just so many other things. It's just was crazy to me how, like, even, but I guess what you're saying, the point that you're making is that their hand was forced. They had no choice but to. Right. That's what I'm saying. I believe table. this was a procedural this, thing that put they Put this on the table through. because that's the way that the vote went. And the people voted for it, but at the same time, you know, it still had these other, you know, underlying factors that it would affect their pension. Every law, or whatever else like that. every bill that is created, every bill that is created, including this marijuana bill, is going to have legislative items that just, it's not just going to be marijuana is legal. It's going to have subsection A, number three, yes. subsection B, number so six. So much. It's going right to have right. underlying things in there. That is what's going to be able to govern that situation. So the same thing goes for when you're electing a public official. That job position has benefits. Mm -hmm. Those benefits now have changed with that position. You change the position to be in unlimited terms to being two terms. Right to eight, and now that means their benefits are now unlimited at first. They are no longer employed by the city of Baltimore. Mm, So it was unlimited at first. Yeah, there was no term limits. You can oh, keep running okay. as long as many times as you want. You can keep running. You can keep going, but now I think it got to be eight years, and then they have to what be away for four. Right, that's two consecutive terms. It's two terms for you. Two consecutive terms, and then you have to let what what like one term pass, and then you can go back or whatever. But you can't. No, now it's you only can run twice, and you never can run again. Not for that position. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I should definitely should. Your next step is if you're on the city council, your next step is to become mayor, which you can then run for two. You can have that job for two consecutive years and then you can't run for that again. The next job you can get is governor and so on or state senate or, you know, a state house, either one of them. Right. To get someone and then else going to forward and, and so on and so forth until you reach presidency. Right. To get someone else a chance. Well, all I'm going to say is, Brother Nick Mosey, be careful because, yes, you already getting some backlash. And yes, right here. On a You Better Live radio show, you got some backlash for me. I appreciate Monty for always giving his point of view and always pulling out. I got some factors um, or some things. And, you know, that's why I love having a conversation and conversing with people. Well, you know, I do it every day. Can't, so. <laughs> and people, that's what I'm sorry to say. The money man, that counts. So he already know how it go. 
Um, so he's more knowledgeable, of course, to be um, in that lane. Um, but I guess it just was getting some backlash, like I say, to me being in Baltimore City, the way that I was looking at it and why I made the statement um, to which name my statement is that it's like, you know, there's so many other things going on. Um, and like I was saying, they advanced the bill. Um, it wasn't going to come to play, but I know if anybody know anything with any city government, any type of bills or any type of legislation that's coming to play, things do take time. So now when I think about it, I'm like, okay, it's really not going to affect the type of terms, even though we voted on it into 2024 um, and considering it's ready to be 2023. And we know how it goes in any government. Some things, you know, they bring bills up and it takes time. Um, so the fact that they advanced it with me looking at it as a Baltimore senator and saying so many other issues and so many other things, I looked at it as it being self-serving. But it's not taken away from our public but service. I, I think it's, it's also not too. saying it's it not saying to do with this being a single a single issue. Yeah, it's Everybody not saying that, that I don't believe issue. that they should receive their pensions or anything else like that. It just kind of and, and, you know, and that's the funny part about it though that there might be other things a part of this too. But we're only thinking that because you know pensions usually hold a lot of money that they're only doing this on the benefit of that. Right. It's, it might right. not just be that. It's, it has to include all of their benefits. Right, right. And then it was also a little troubling, you know, how they say turn with your names. Like I say, you know, a lot of times when one thing's happening, they bring up something else so you can kind of put in like um comparison and such. So I just was a little bit dismayed to know that, you know, for the fire department and the police department, they moved it from the 20 years up into the 25 years. Because I'm like, okay, serving in that regard for 20 years is a long time. But then I also know, you know, serving, being a public servant, especially here in Baltimore with all of this stuff or whatever and how y'all, um, how they work it up, the work things, you know, so our city and stuff can get money or whatever else like that, then they did this. But I'm like, okay, like of all things, as soon as y'all found out that y'all wasn't going to get this money, that 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 just was my, that was my point. But Moni, you know, thank you for pulling up the past event. It seems like their, their hands was forced. Um, but I still am saying, like, yeah, it brought me the wrong way. It's a Baltimore sitting like all this other shit going on, and y'all gonna definitely worry about y'all and y'all to get y'all money. But I get it, your hand was forced. Nick Mosley, council president, be careful because you already know they on your wife's back. You've been able to stay in the in the in the background a little bit. You know, You're messing with you. It's interesting that how we're, how we're talking about this though, because well, not to ever ever believe me, I don't always try to take up for the city council and all this kind of thing. But oh, when Nate Nate in the comments say he don't agree with it, Nate, yeah, what you don't and, agree and, with? And, this and, eight and years, right? They could have waited. How about they put back on his table to bring these plastic bags back and these markers? They already. Y'all know the, the 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 availability period of markets and shit like that in Baltimore City has always been trash. So now when you go to these markets, these lines are even more delayed because you got to pack. They charge them for these bags. Originally, when that bill came out, I thought it was supposed to be a tax. I did not know that they were going to be charging for each one of these bags. These reusable bags are disgusting. They nasty. I hate to use our heads. Some the other day, I hate to wash out. Bring some of that up on the table. Where's the stuff? Bring. Did you not think you were going to have to rewash? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? The reusable bags. The plastic. You know Did you about? think you was not going to have to wash the reusable bag? No, I knew that I was going to have to wash the 
was going to have to wash it, but I'm oh, just okay. saying, like, it's just saying. so nasty. I'm tired of carrying them in my car. I'm tired of, I'm just so nasty. I just was so used to using the plastic bags for trash bags <laughs> and throwing them in the trash. It's just, it grinds my gear. And then when I go in the market, I keep I'm sorry, that's one of the ones you're going to have to get over. I, I to think that's on. what you're going to have to get I over. I keep on, I keep on. No, I'm not getting over it. You're going to have to. Live for that. You're going to have to. Because they, they want you to stop using plastic bags and be a little bit more, you know, environmental. I know, green. Safe. A little bit more environmental. Yeah, I think that's one of the ones you just going to have to get over. Oh, well, I'm think just that's saying, what's different from right here than the county, though? What's what? Different from right here than the county. This is the city, and that is the county. You the know city, the differences. I don't sick. have to teach you that. That's what I, I know, but it makes me sick. That's the point that I was saying earlier. Like that just blows There's my two mind. Two separate governments. That's two like, separate governments, be, right there. I, I can be right here and whatever. Like people just, I don't know. I, I told you, I, I should have followed my dream job and been a lawyer, but I've also like that. What I've also that because I'm telling you, I've been fighting this goddamn city. On a couple of the shit, especially these um roads. What's going on? But we now that, that I'm, like I'm the on last board time. with you. Like they be fixing. They be <laughs> but look, fixing here's what I'm getting ready to say though. I, you know, because like I say, far be it for me to ever take up for this city's council. Mm. Um, but we again, this goes back to the discussion we always have about people not knowing people's jobs. Yeah. We hear one big news alert and 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 was said and it said the pensions. And again, that was only the headline because it holds a high dollar amount, the pension right. account. Mm-hmm. And but we don't agree with that. But we didn't hear maybe the two hundred other bills that was in front of that. No, I did. That probably, like I said, there was more things to this bill I than did. probably just the pensions. But the pensions hold the high dollar amount. Yeah. So that's what we made the headline. Yeah. But we also didn't realize that there probably was a hundred and nine other payroll item item changes that need to be changed. Right, right, right. Well, you know they know how to do it. You know, I know, know but that it. it made you, know you they know how to do it. The reason why I say that is because you are in media, and I don't want you words. to get serious over something that you see because you know better. Uh. I do know about it, but what I'm saying is that that kind of heightens your audience to think you and your you, people you see something get your money. See. I know some people too in city council. I always say my homeboy Antonio Glavo Pucci, and I know definitely he definitely in his district over in Eastern District be doing his thing. So that's why I ain't against y'all. I ain't against y'all. Get y'all money, but again, it's other shit. But like but you see, said, it was a hundred. It was a hundred and something other bills. So I'm going to so do money. my research. I'm going to find a hundred and some other bills. <laughs> but here's the problem. Here's the problem. You said get your money. I I said it's a payroll thing because it's an employee benefit. You yeah. said get your money as if it was if it was something that they did because they brought it up and they wrote that bill. No, payroll, it's, I mean, it's that money anyway if they was putting something but in the law said, The law said when you voted for that change, uh-huh. the law said all I, I forced their hands. I forced their hands. It's not a force. It's a procedural change. I, I forced their hands. You didn't force anything. You made a change. You wanted to in your system. The, the, the change in your system set off a chain reaction. I'm through, it was Nate. This, Nate, I'm it through. Was, I need to get my opinion. So I voted. <laughs> I voted. First of all, I voted against it. Okay. Uh, for the term limits. Only mm-hmm. because we do have some good politicians 
And I exactly. think they're trying to get out. And I don't. And, that's a, and those are the ones that are being forced out now with this. Exactly. Law. So that's why Dang. I voted against it because I, I just don't agree with you pushing people out who are actually effective at their jobs. Mm-hmm. Who are people who you just want to be petty towards and not allow them to run. You see the ones they, they they're forcing out too is the ones that not having that big that, that aren't having the crime problems in their neighborhood. Exactly. So and now then, somebody else is going to come in and probably change stuff and might revert it to the rest of the city or whatever. Exactly, but I, I saw this as a ploy and I'm kind of like cool with somebody who let me know that this is being done with the wrong intentions and those mm-hmm. types of people will be affected the most. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And I don't like it. Now, on that's what I was just trying to say, though, Chaz, that this may not be a, a, a change that they brought the bill up. Like one of the councilmen wrote that bill to change right. their pension. This might be right. a procedural change because y'all changed their job. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's <laughs> reported that Nick Mosley is actually hitting, you know, that legislation and advanced that bill as the city council president. And now, you know, when I hear all the But again, sides, he is the it. city it's... council president. Anything that comes as far as payroll goes through him. Right, right. He would be the one that's heading it. Right. He said well, the president. Again, I think the people who are in terms of that are in the in the game already, they're mm-hmm. doing this because I see it as a way of them being lazy mm-hmm. and them not wanting to, you know, stay for a full term. So I'm gonna do my eight years and I'm gonna get my full pension mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get out here. Meanwhile, like like Chesley was saying, the firefighters, the police, they have to be in office or in their positions for a, a whole, two whole decades and a half mm-hmm. right. in order to even get their pension. The yep. same as teachers. We have to be in it so right. long to even get, I mean, they can still right. clock out at any time, but they won't get their full pension. Mm-hmm. But right. it's a prob- I see it as a problem because, again, it's just like that redlining. Like you're getting people out who were effective at their job so you can come and swoop in and, like Marnie said, make changes that are against the city, like exactly. selling off the city, like mm-hmm. gentrification. Right. Like that, mm-hmm. that is a problem. And people now I, I see it as a procedural, but I see that was a that was a counter move to them changing people's terms. Because mm-hmm. I don't think them changing their terms, they didn't care whether or not them people got their pensions in eight, twelve, or twenty-five years. But it was just the fact that I'm changing things. Yep. Now, briefly, yeah. I'm gonna get you in here. So even if, even if right. they, even if they like you and they, and they voting for you to keep you standing here, now it's into law where you got to go anyway. A certain amount of time, and then you yeah, got to go. You got to go anyway. But it really and see, before I voted for that, down. I wasn't even looking at it like that. So that's why right. I said it's always good to have a conversation because yeah. it gets you to be able to see it from you know different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So but it's, like it's going to really affect. It's going to now if you get elected and you've only been in office for eight years you don't effectively know your job so mm. that means you only have a couple more years to even be in that job to get good and by the time you get good at exactly. your job now you gotta leave exactly that that's, gonna, that's gonna that's yeah. gonna we're gonna see that that's gonna be shown it's gonna be shown the difference between, this is going to be a major case study. Certainly, certainly it is. But, and you said you said the right term, a case study. Mm-hmm. That means they're they're doing science experiments on us as mm-hmm. citizens mm-hmm. because nobody can effectively learn that. You can go to school and do criminal justice or political science, but the on the job training is what gets you there. 
and it's it, going to make it's, it's going to make things. What it's going to do is going to hyper speed up our system. It is going right. to do something. It's going to make things go through faster, but it's going to make a lot of wrong things go through. Yeah, faster. you gonna have no way to research a lot of a lot of decisions are definitely right. going to be rushed. But you're gonna have people who are not qualified to do jobs, running for jobs simply so they can keep going. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool. That's cool. You just like we had uh what's her name? What you call her uh Miss Bang Rap? Oh coming dude. becoming a senator and then wanting to become the mayor. Being mm-hmm. a senator does not qualify you to be the mayor of a city. Mm. It does not. Oh, not my oh for Miss Pugh. It does not though. <laughs> it doesn't. It, Miss Bang Rap. Well, she's not a Bang Rap no more. She got a full. You were in full, leadership, uh, but unit. you was not a manager. You were in leadership, but you weren't a manager. Exactly. Not of a city. Don't don't y'all exactly. were. But y'all I also wanted to. My my other input was these bags. Now I agree because I'm a reuser of bags. So I agree. I went and bought the Lord nylon bags. They had them like 20 yeah. for $39. I got them from off of Amazon. Cool. I throw them in the washing machine once a week. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem that I have with them, there are stores that are now making a living off of those bags. <laughs> That's yeah. my point. There is not just, they used they supposed to have been five cents. They some, got different sizes, different right. prices. This one 25 cents, this one which name? I just left my bags in the car the other day. I had to pay what I, I wanted a big, like one of them sturdy, you know, when yep. I paid like $4 for that bag. So they could be like the, and I'll say the Safeway near my home conveniently runs out of bags once a month. <laughs> and so they, they, they don't run out of their, their bags that they're charging the four or $5 for. They never run out of them, mm. but they conveniently run out of the bags that are five cents. Mm-hmm. They come every month around the same time. They mm-hmm. run out of them because they ain't buying them no more. And I've been in other stores where they have multiple size bags where they're charging you for the size. Now I don't get yes. your money, but not on the back of the people who are already paying three, four, five hundred percent more for their groceries or for their items. Like that's the problem that I had. Yes. Fuck your five cents. And the problem I be having is that every time I pull up to the store, I say, remember to take these bags in there and get in the store and mm-hmm. I gotta go back out to the car or whatever yeah. to get them again. So a lot of times, if I don't feel like running back to the car, here I am buying bags again. And originally right. when that came to pass, I did not think that that's the way that that was going to go. I thought, okay, it's going to be additional tax, you know, if they give you bags or whatever for like that. But I did not know we were going to be charged a fee. For each mm-hmm. additional bag, it's hitting my pockets. It's hitting my pockets. So stop it. So, as a registered business, I calculate my paper costs, which is your bags, uh-huh. into my sales. So I calculate the amount. Which that my is why this should be illegal. Is- this again, this is why this that law actually, you know, and I'm and I'm. This is where I agree with you at. Well, That's is why oh, that law should wait. be illegal. Don't be. We agree because- sometimes, money. Don't be giving like you. You live to this. <laughs> and this because is where I agree with you. This is where you I agree with you with that. No, no. The reason that why I say that way, I know this I, law. I know with Marnie, when it comes to financial issues, he's always going to be a Republican. Yeah. But, always. Yeah. But I already no, no, I'm just saying this. I know that law will never go away on the tip that, you know, it just will never go away because this is what the, the city's initiative is. And it's, it's never going to go away. And it's making money. So. Right. <laughs> 
and it's but I, money. here's where I agree with you at though is because I believe this is illegal because you know that the price of bags is also way. in every product that you buy out of a supermarket, out of a Walmart, out of a dollar yep. store, out of anywhere yep. that you go. They've already marketed inside of their product card paper those bags. And now mm-hmm. they're forcing you to pay the store back for them bags. Mm-hmm. And then yep. buy, buy bags. Now they're recouping mm-hmm. funds that they've been spending for years on bags. Yep. They're mm-hmm. recouping them by selling you use, reusable bags. And that's why, wow. that's why, like, the Safeways or Giants, the bags got the higher quality. Mm-hmm. Because yes. you're paying for them bags now. Yes. That's, well, that's bought, called um, paper. They got pretty ones. They got designs. They got logos. The store logos. Well, I've, been a, I've been a Ikea store manager before. Like 10 to 11 that's years ago. I bought these bags from Ikea about 10 to 11 years ago. So now they have paid for themselves like 15 times over. The blue bag, exactly. I take yeah. them everywhere. I do laundry in them. <laughs> everything. So the, everything the, in them bags. So the universe you know, already you know, had you prepared. One studio to well, at least the ba- well, at least the bags hold up because allegedly I heard the furniture don't. But anyway, y'all, y'all know we right. Uh, <laughs> but you know that that ain't no slight that you brother. But y'all live for your IKEA bags, here, bags. Uh, <laughs> But y'all, we talked about a lot on today's show. We ready to wrap this up. I wanted to get into that Trump has announced his run for the presidency in 2024. He want to avoid being oh my put goodness. into jail. That's all that is. Oh, well, so he think he going to jail, right? Because that was one thing that I was going to announce on it, that he's uh, announced this in the midst of his pending possible indictment. From his, you know, his raid, and then also his case on the investigation for as the, you know, the riot that happened at the Capitol, the Capitol riot, and his involvement in it. So that was a big old just gagging to me. I don't live for that. That was one of the. Oh, what did he release? What you say? You talk about him running for president again? Yes. He's just trying to avoid yeah. the, the he, jail time. He announced it. He, he announced it. He announced it the other day at the valley. And did y'all hear about Nancy Pelosi announcing that she will be stepping down? She yeah, will not. It's, t- it's time. Be, yeah, she is stepping down. She's trying to allow, you know, for the new generation to come on the Democratic leaders. Um, that too, but I think she it, it, she 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 now yes. wants to stay home with her husband. Yes, like especially after they gave. She's going through a lot. Think, but I think that's why she's yes. leaving. I think yeah, that's the only thing. He's going through a lot. Leaving. They keep messing with him. He can't have peace of mind for nothing. Now no. he can't go around walking he around his own hit town. He got with a hammer. Yeah, he can't even walk yeah, around his they, own they town they now with Secret Service. They got him off the humble. They were coming for her. Yes, they was. They must have thought she was there. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, but do you but remember when you never old. even knew what this man looked like? Do you remember right. when you never knew what this man looked like? That's it was Trump. all your life. Say thank you to Trump for that. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. You know, all so your much, life. You know what I was confused by? What's I that? assume, especially when they're that high up, I thought that their spouses get security Yeah. And that's what I say. It was all your life, though. Look, but this is the interesting part about it. All your life, you never knew what Paul Pelosi looked like. Never. Yeah, but I thought he, that so he had that isolation where he could walk down the street without nobody actually recognizing him, and that's all been ruined. But yeah. I thought that you no, know, especially when you because like here, 
outside of the mayor's house. Yeah, I thought she had some type of security detail or whatever that would be outside. Yeah, but even home. when but she does, not at home, they gets, don't get that at home. Oh, if you okay. go home, they don't get that. If you're in DC, wow. they get that. Mm. See, and that's the confusing part because well, hopefully that I know, will change. I, but I thought that you supposed to got round the clock is here. I think they got because a lot of surveillance and things house? like that, but I don't think it's like you know a whole bunch of people just standing around on their property. Right. No, but I think, but like here, so our mayor and our governor. I don't even like. To, I don't even like home, discussing this now. Oh, when the mayor is at home, they still have uh off a somebody uh, sitting by the house. A detail outside the house. Right. Yeah, a detail. A security right, detail. But, so I, that's crazy that she would not get that, even when she's. So your home is this open when you're not there? Like that's crazy. Mm. Yeah, it is crazy. There's a lot of questions with that, y'all. We gonna have to bring that back up next week. Or well, guess what, Nate? We were talking about it. Bring it up so I can call your show tomorrow and talk well, about. Call it. Yes. Call <laughs> I'll be live. I certainly will. Live. You know, I'll be checking in. But yes, I do definitely have to call in. I told you, you know, these weeks come fast uh, and they come back around like no other, y'all. You know, we gotta get out of here. Moni was speaking the last time, so he ain't push me. He ain't push me out. Y'all ain't see his famous bye up in that comment section. But guess what, y'all? See y'all later. You know God loves you. God bless you. Come back. Join with me all the time. Come through and talk to me because you know I love to talk to you. Your news, our reviews. Come back to the You Better Live radio show next Thursday. Like, comment, and share. Big me up, y'all. Next week, y'all. What's that? Thanksgiving. We'll be selling slippers next week. Oh, not finished.